You're listening to the T20 podcast with Ayaz Memon in association with Lloyd. Khayal jo ghar ko ghar banaye and Dominos. What did we see? What did we just see? Now did that really happen? Lucknow scoring 257 runs against Punjab. With me is Ayaz Memon. Ayaz, if a cricket ball could sing, you know what the song would have been today? It would have been Aaj Mai Upar Aasma Niche because it simply didn't come down. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't have captured it more eloquently as you did. Uh, you know, because, it, I mean, this was a, a remarkable game in, in many ways for the sheer audacity of stroke play, for the sheer volume of runs made and also makes your mind boggle, isn't it? That where is this, this format headed? If 257 runs can be scored in 20 overs, then is 300 too far away or at least 285 to 90? I don't think so and it just shows how it's evolving this format and it's it, it sometimes it exhilarates you sometimes it intimidates you sometimes it frightens you as to you know I mean I can't imagine anybody wanting to be a bowler in this format if this is how the batsmen are going to tongue them all over the park now let me quickly take you through the game then lucknow were put to bat first and they scored 257 as we have just said uh, they became just the second team after bangalore to score 200 or more in this competition Kyle Mayes and Marcus Toynis with the half centuries and in response Punjab were bowled out for 201 as before we single out individuals let me share a stat with you this was the first match if we consider the four highest scores where a team did not have a centurion this is just immaculate teamwork isn't it where everybody just turned up oh absolutely in fact if we look at the pattern of the match i mean this is a very high scoring match 201 by the team which lost so the team which lost has also scored 200 plus runs and you're talking of about what 458 runs in 40 overs it's it's mind boggling as as i mentioned or as you mentioned and then the consistency of runs that was made by the top order especially in the lucknow innings uh, you know it, it i mean yes flat track played through etc etc and one can argue that punjab didn't bowl too well but having said that it's just you know what I, what i'm the message i'm getting is after seeing a match like this is more and more younger batsmen younger cricketers getting into this format are going to have no inhibitions at all zero inhibitions about how they go out and play and express themselves as the as the cliche or as the, as the jargon goes so what we are going to witness in the future is more and, i mean theoretically you can have what you know uh, 36 runs per over 36 into 20 isn't it i'm not counting no balls and wides but that's the kind of aim or the the you know the extremities to which this this format can take you uh, where batting is concerned now the previous 250 plus score was by bangalore and what we remember about that match is that a certain caribbean opener scored 175 runs isn't it uh, today another caribbean opener did really well just a 121 run shot actually but then again he set the tone with his 24 ball 54 kyle mayes we are talking about as there will be comparisons with the universe boss, boss of course but what did you make of his batting i mean you know it's it's, it's a little far fetched still to cons- uh, compare him to chris gale but the manner in which mayes has been batting in this season of the india t20 league suggests that you know he, he's got some some special talent in him certainly uh you know he's he's, he's got a mess, magnificent strike rate and match after match after match he's going out there and scoring runs maybe not as high the scores or consistently high as 
as Gale could manage. But even so, for Kyle Myers, Kyle Myers to keep Quinton Decock out of the Lucknow team is a big achievement. You know, I mean, Quinton Decock, otherwise known as widely regarded as amongst the best players in white ball cricket, not just in T20 but even ODIs. So he's not. Yes, maybe he was a little unwell. Well, unwell, he joined the league late, but to keep still keep him out of the team uh, or of the playing level is some achievement, and it's clear as to what that achievement is. That when he gets back to ball, the ball goes long distances, and that's what Mayers did today and set the tone for this mammoth score. Now, when Kyle Mayers was dismissed, we saw another brilliant third wicket stand between Marcus Toynis and Ayush Badoni. 89 runs in less than eight overs. Now, as if you remember, they have been using Lucknow, Deepak Hooda and Krunal Pandya at number three and number four all throughout the season. Batters, of course, deserve the credit, but do you think this was a masterstroke from the management as well to send Badoni and Stoinis higher up? Well, I think Stoinis, after a couple of the couple of longs that he's played where he looked really good, he had to get a promotion. He was just being wasted, I think, lower down the order, and he hadn't achieved much. So this was, I think, he was also waiting for such a call so to go out and prove your bona fides, as it were. And then, you know, he had a young Ayush Badoni, somebody who's also straining at the leash, wanting to leave an impact. Look, this is much as there are oldies like Fab Duplessis and you know Virat Kohli and some of the others making runs. There's also a tournament for the youngsters. Look at Yashasvi Jaiswal, Ruturaj Gaikwad. And therefore, there's so much competition amongst Indian players also to go and prove a point or prove their credentials that people like or players like Ayush Badoni are just training at the leash to go out there, get into the middle and show what they are worth. And this is what he showed today. In fact, between him and Stoinis, that partnership was a rollicking partnership. But at not no stage did it look that, you know, he was playing second fiddle to Stoinis who's got so much more experience at the international level. So, I think it, these are all glimpses I think we've got of where, where the India T20 league is headed and certainly where the T20 format is headed. Now, the finishing touches were applied by Nicolas Puran. I say finishing touches, but that might be undermining what was 19-ball, 45-run, superb knock. He might not be your most consistent cricketer, but this time around he is doing well. A strike rate is nearly 200. Yes, do you think anything has changed in his game or just that the execution has gotten better? He was always, you know, talked of as being a devastating batsman and somebody who could just win matches within within a couple of overs or a few overs in this format. So, he's had a couple of seasons of up and down. He's, he was made West Indies captain. I thought a little prematurely because West Indies cricket politics has its own, you know, kind of twists and turns. And then he gave up the captaincy. He's been very successful in the Caribbean Premier League, as we know. Not so successful till this season in the in the Indian India T20 League. And this, I think, is a is fair testimony the way he's been playing this year to his talent. He's got abundant talent. He's got a, you know a wonderful prowess in hitting through the line or not through the line with the horizontal bat and clearing the fence with ease. He doesn't look like the guy who's he's not. You know, built like Anil Schwarzenegger, uh, <laughs> a weightlifter or anything like that. But he, he packs a lot of punch and he's got a wide range of strokes. That's why it's difficult to stop a player like Puran from scoring runs. Now, we must talk about Punjab's bowling as well. Mohali could be a good batting deck, but then again, is it a 250 batting deck? That's certainly not the case. Arshdeep Singh and Kagiso Rabada, they are two excellent pacers as we know. But they considered 106 runs in the 8 overs between them. 
Yes, I will ask what thousands of Punjab fans might be wondering at this point. Can we put a finger on what went wrong or is it that everything went wrong? I think the latter is true. I think everything went wrong. Remember, they were three very good bowlers. You know, they've got Ravada, they've got Ashdeep and they've got Sam Curran. And all three were, were taken to the cleaners. I think what happened was that Lucknow grabbed the initiative very early and then were able to sustain that momentum. It's not easy to sustain the same momentum over 20 overs, but they managed, they, they, they did it very successfully. And whoever came on to, to bowl, whether it's an odd over by, a, you know, Liam Livingston or somebody else, they were hammered, you know, mercilessly. So this was one of those days. I think, you know, the best that Punjab could have done was having sensed, or they should have sensed very early, that this was a dead as a dodo pitch. And there was going to be, you know, <laughs> brutal hitting unless they did something else, something different. And they must, they should have probably gone in for containment rather than trying to get wickets. I know it's easier said than done. But that was their only hope. If they had kept the score to about 200, 210, 215, you know, which is also very large in its own way, uh, they might have stood a chance. But 257 just put things completely out of their reach. Not just that, it put so much pressure on the Punjab batting to try and make a match of it. And the minute you are chasing such a big score, you have to take that many more risks. And therefore, you are bound to lose wickets. Not their day today, Punjab, but they had one positive. Young Atharva Taide, he did really well. Just the 33 runs before today, but today he scored 66 runs in only 36 deliveries. Yes, Punjab, they might be reaping the rewards of showing faith in the youngster. But what did you make of his batting? I think he was fabulous, wasn't he? I mean, he stood, he stood out. I mean, one silver lining, if I might say, to the cloud uh, for Punjab. So he, he's got the makings of being a match winner and which they have to exploit and he has to exploit in the remaining games that he's going to play this season. But it also makes my point, what I mentioned earlier, that there are so many young players now and they are sensing the, the you know, what they need to do to, to remain top of mind. Of First of all is to retain their own position in their own teams and their franchises and then get into top of mind position for people who matter in Indian cricket or international cricket so that other honours, other you know, what what you do here is testimonial to what you can do in internationals. And therefore, if you want to play for your country, you have to start making an impact or a mark somewhere. And I think this is what the ambition will be of many young players who are playing in this league. Now, I have a couple of questions regarding Punjab's tactics. Firstly, Jitesh Sharma is coming into this game on the back of two excellent knocks. You, Of course, we always remember the knock against Mumbai. But one would assume him to be the X-factor. But he can't be the X-factor if he's batting at number 7, isn't it? Are Punjab utilizing Jitesh to his maximum potential? Well, on the face of it, no. Because if, if he's got so much, you know, he's been in such good form, then maybe you should have put him in the, in the top 5 somewhere to bat rather than number 7. I think they're, they're putting a lot of, or pinning a lot of their hopes on somebody like Liam Livingston, even Sam Curran, Shikhar Dhawan, of course, who couldn't get going today, uh, and so on. So, you know, Jitesh Sharma... But I, I, I tend to agree with you that, you know, if the guy is in such good flow and form, then you must give him more of the bowling to face rather than less, you know, which means give him more opportunity to bat and therefore the likelihood of making more runs. And I think this is a lesson that they'll take away from this match. Another question on tactics, I ask. Yesterday, we spoke about Rajasthan doing the right thing by backing their strength and batting first. Now, three of Punjab's four wins have come while batting first. And remember, all of the last eight games before today 
were won by teams batting first why not play to your strength then why still stick to bowling first why indeed you know it's a it's a big question and i don't know if there's any clear answer to it i mean there is conventional logic in white ball cricket which says no 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 let's bat second and chase runs and uh, you know on the face of it it might seem that that's fair logic you know because you know what the target is you know how to pace your innings you know what to do you mean you can strategize along the way but if the trend is suggesting that it's actually better to have a total on the on the on the board you know even 190 200 210 are turning out to be winning totals if you're bowling and your fielding supports you know supports you when you're defending that score then i think there was a case and a strong case for punjab to bat first so you know they missed that opportunity they considered 257 runs and in many ways that was that was that as far as the result of the match was concerned lastly let's talk about tomorrow's first game kolkata taking on gujarat i ask gujarat are the favorites we are not doubting that but kolkata were the underdogs against bangalore and they did come out with two points didn't they can they replicate it they well could they could really do it because they you know i mean if the batting starts clicking then it's a very strong team and i think apart from the batting as we have kept saying in, in in our podcast is that they need under russell and sunil narayan to quick to click sunil narayan as a bowler plus somebody who can contribute with the bat and under russell certainly with his finishing prowess remember this match is going to be played at the eden gardens which helps spin now the issue is that gujarat titans also have rashid khan and noor ahmed who's come along very well the afghan left arm spinner as two spinners in the team so it's not you can't kind of intimidate or browbeat gujarat into submission by just saying oh you come on to our den and we got all the, the, the champion spinners but they have a couple of champion spinners too so it will take a lot of doing by the by the kolkata batsmen to actually support their bowlers you know either you put up a very good very good score batting first or whatever total you are chasing your your batting has to come good and in that is where they've been running into a problem so i think but in the last couple of games that they shown if jason roy gets going then he can create a platform on which nitish rana the likes of nitish rana rinku singh and certainly if andrew russell gets going then kolkata can be a very very you know very serious opponent for any team of course this looks like an exciting game a double header tomorrow like always we'll be back with ayaz meman ayaz thanks for your time thanks a lot we'll catch up again tomorrow that was today's episode of the t20 podcast with ayaz meman in association with lloyd khayal jo ghar ko ghar banaye and dominos this is a quint original podcast executive produced by shali walia and ritu kapoor this episode was hosted by shuvaditya bos produced and edited by pratik lidhu and anjali palor and a special thanks to our guest ayaz meman stay tuned for our future episodes on your preferred podcast app you were listening to the quints podcast